Book 7, Chapter 9 of the Antiquities of the Jews, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicola K. The Antiquities of the Jews, Volume 2, by Flavius Josephus. Translated by William Whiston. Book 7, Chapter 9 Chapter 9 Concerning the insurrection of Absalom against David, and concerning Ahithophel and Hushai, and concerning Ziba and Shimei, and how Ahithophel hanged himself. Now Absalom, upon this his success with the king, procured to himself a great many horses and many chariots, and that in a little time also. He had, moreover, fifty armor-bearers that were about him, and he came early every day to the king's palace, and spake what was agreeable to such as came for justice, and lost their causes, as if that happened for want of good counsellors about the king, or perhaps because the judges mistook in that unjust sentence they gave whereby he gained the good will of them all. He told them that had he but such authority committed to him, he would distribute justice to them in a most equitable manner. When he had made himself so popular among the multitude, he thought he had already the good will of the people secured to him. But when four years had passed since his father's reconciliation to him, he came to him and besought him to give him leave to go to Hebron and pay a sacrifice to God, because he vowed it to him when he fled out of the country. So when David had granted his request, he went thither, and great multitudes came running together to him, for he had sent to a great number so to do. Among them came Ahithophel the Gilonite, a counselor of David's, and the two hundred men out of Jerusalem itself, who knew not his intentions, but were sent for as to a sacrifice. So he was appointed king by all of them, which he obtained by this stratagem. As soon as this news was brought to David, and he was informed of what he did not expect from his son, he was affrighted at this, his impious and bold undertaking, and wondered that he was so far from remembering how his offense had been so lately forgiven him, that he undertook much worse and more wicked enterprises, first to deprive him of that kingdom which was given him of God, and secondly to take away his own father's life. He therefore resolved to fly to the parts beyond Jordan, so he called his most intimate friends together, and communicated to them all that he had heard of his son's madness. He committed himself to God, to judge between them about all their actions, and left the care of his royal palace to his ten concubines, and went away from Jerusalem, being willingly accompanied by the rest of the multitude who went hastily away with him, and particularly by those six hundred armed men who had been with him from his first flight in the days of Saul. But he persuaded Abiathar and Zadok, the high priests, who had determined to go away with him as also all the Levites, who were with the ark, to stay behind, as hoping that God would deliver him without its removal. But he charged them to let him know privately how all things went on. 
and he had their sons ahimez the son of zadok and jonathan the son of abiathar for faithful ministers in all things but ite the gitrite went out with him whether david would let him or not for he would have persuaded him to stay and on that account he appeared the more friendly to him but as he was ascending the mount of olives barefooted and all his company were in tears it was told him that ahithophel was with absalom and was of his side this hearing augmented his grief and he besought god earnestly to alienate the mind of absalom from ahithophel for he was afraid that he should persuade him to follow his pernicious counsel for he was a prudent man and very sharp in seeing what was advantageous when David was gotten upon the top of the mountain, he took a view of the city, and prayed to God with abundance of tears, as having already lost his kingdom. And here it was that a faithful friend of his, whose name was Hushai, met him. When David saw him with his clothes rent, and having ashes all over his head, and in lamentation for the great change of affairs, he comforted him, and exhorted him to leave off grieving. Nay, at length he besought him to go back to Absalom and appear as one of his party, and to fish out the secretest counsels of his mind, and to contradict the counsels of Ahithophel, for that he could not do him so much good by being with him, as he might by being with Absalom. So he was prevailed on by David, and left him, and came to Jerusalem, whither Absalom himself came also a little while afterward. When David was gone a little farther, there met him Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, whom he had sent to take care of the possessions which, which had been given him as the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, with a couple of asses loaden with provisions, and desired him to take as much of them as he and his followers stood in need of. And when the king asked him where he had left Mephibosheth, he said he had left him in Jerusalem, expecting to be chosen king in the present confusions, in remembrance of the benefits Saul had conferred upon them. At this the king had great indignation, and gave to Ziba all that he had formerly bestowed on Mephibosheth, for he determined that it was much fitter that he should have them than the other, at which Ziba greatly rejoiced. When David was at Bahurim, a place so called, there came out a kinsman of Saul's, whose name was Shimei, and threw stones at him, and gave him reproachful words. And as his friends stood about the king and protected him, he persevered still more in his reproaches, and called him a bloody man, and the author of all sorts of mischief. He bade him also go out of the land as an impure and accursed wretch, and he thanked God for depriving him of his kingdom, and causing him to be punished for what injuries he had done to his master Saul, and this by the means of his own son. Now when they were all provoked against him, and angry at him, and particularly Abishai, who had a mind to kill Shimei, David restrained his anger. Let us not, said he, bring upon ourselves another fresh misfortune to those we have already, for truly I have not the least regard nor concern for this dog that raves at me. I submit myself to God, by whose permission this man treats me in such a wild manner. Nor is it any wonder that I am obliged to undergo these abuses from him, while I experience the like from an impious son of my own.' 
but perhaps God will have some commiseration upon us. If it be his will, we shall overcome them. So he went on his way without troubling himself with Shimei, who ran along the other side of the mountain and threw out his abusive language plentifully. But when David was come to Jordan, he allowed those that were with him to refresh themselves, for they were weary. But when Absalom and Ahithophel, his counselor, were come to Jerusalem with all the people, David's friend Hushai came to them. And when he had worshipped Absalom, he withal wished that his kingdom might last a long time and continue for all ages. But when Absalom said to him, How comes this that he was so intimate a friend of my father's, and appeared faithful to him in all things, is not with him now, but hath left him and is come over to me? Hushai's answer was very pertinent and prudent, for he said, We ought to follow God and the multitude of the people. While these, therefore, my lord and master, are with thee, it is fit that I should follow them, for thou hast received the kingdom from God. I will, therefore, if thou believest me to be thy friend, show the same fidelity and kindness to thee, which thou knowest I have shown to thy father. Nor is there any reason to be in the least dissatisfied with the present state of affairs, for the kingdom is not transferred into another, but remains still in the same family, by the sons receiving it after his father. This speech persuaded Absalom, who before suspected Hushai. And now he called Ahithophel and consulted with him what he ought to do. He persuaded him to go in unto his father's concubines, for he said that by this action the people would believe that thy difference with thy father is irreconcilable, and will thence fight with great alacrity against thy father, for hitherto they are afraid of taking up open enmity against him, out of an expectation that you will be reconciled again. Accordingly, Absalom was prevailed on by this advice, and commanded his servants to pitch in the tent upon the top of the royal palace in the sight of the multitude. He went in and lay with his father's concubines. Now this came to pass according to the prediction of Nathan, when he prophesied and signified to him that his son would rise up in rebellion against him. And when Absalom had done what he was advised to by Ahithophel, he desired his advice in the second place about the war against his father. Now Ahithophel only asked him to let him have ten thousand chosen men, and he promised he would slay his father and bring the soldiers back again in safety. And he said that then the kingdom would be firm to him when David was dead, but not otherwise. Absalom was pleased with this advice, and called for Hushai, David's friend, for so did he style him, and informing him of the opinion of Ahithophel, he asked further what was his opinion concerning that matter. Now he was sensible that if Ahithophel's counsel were followed, David would be in danger of being seized on and slain. So he attempted to introduce a contrary opinion, and said, Thou art not unacquainted, O king, with the valor of thy father, and of those that are now with him, that he hath made many wars, and hath always come off with victory, though probably he now abides in the camp, for he is very skillful in stratagems, and in foreseeing the deceitful tricks of his enemies. Yet will he leave his own soldiers in the evening, and will either hide himself in some valley, or will place an ambush at some rock so that when our army joins battle with him, his soldiers will retire for a little while, but will come upon us again, as encouraged by the kings being near them. 
and in the meantime your father will show himself suddenly in the time of the battle, and will infuse courage into his own people when they are in danger, but bring consternation to thine. Consider therefore my advice and reason upon it, and if thou canst not but acknowledge it to be the best, reject the opinion of Ahithophel. Send to the entire country of the Hebrews, and order them to come and fight with thy father, and do thou thyself take the army, and be thine own general in this war, and do not trust its management to another. Then expect to conquer him with ease, when thou overtakest him openly with his few partisans, but hast thyself many ten thousands, who will be desirous to demonstrate to thee their diligence and alacrity. And if thy father shall shut himself up in some city, and bear a siege, we will overthrow that city with machines of war, and by undermining it. When Hushai had said this, he obtained his point against Tehithophel, for his opinion was preferred by Absalom before the others. However, it was no other than God who made the counsel of Hushai appear best to the mind of Absalom. So Hushai made haste to the high priests, Zadok and Abiathar, and told them the opinion of Ahithophel and his own, and that the resolution was taken to follow this latter advice. He therefore bade them send to David and tell him of it, and to inform him of the counsels that had been taken, and to desire him further to pass quickly over Jordan, lest his son should change his mind and make haste to pursue him, and so prevent him and seize upon him before he be in safety. Now the high priests had their sons concealed in a proper place out of the city, that they might carry news to David of what was transacted. Accordingly they sent a maidservant whom they could trust to them, to carry the news of Absalom's counsels, and ordered them to signify the same to David with all speed. So they made no excuse nor delay, but taking along with them their father's injunctions, because pious and faithful ministers, and judging that quickness and suddenness was the best mark of faithful service, they made haste to meet with David. But certain horsemen saw them when they were two furlongs from the city, and informed Absalom of them, who immediately sent some to take them. But when the sons of the high priest perceived this, they went out of the road and betook themselves to a certain village. That village was called Bahurim. There they desired a certain woman to hide them and afford them security. Accordingly she let the young men down by a rope into a well, and laid fleeces of wool over them. And when those that pursued them came to her, and asked her whether she saw them, she did not deny that she had seen them, for that they stayed with her some time. But she said they then went their ways, and she foretold that, however, if they would follow them directly, they would catch them. But when after a long pursuit they could not catch them, they came back again. And when the women saw those men were returned, and that there was no longer any fear of the young men's being caught by them, she drew them up by the rope, and bade them go on their journey accordingly. They used great diligence in the prosecution of that journey, and came to David, and informed him accurately of all the counsels of Absalom. So he commanded those that were with him to pass over Jordan while it was night, and not to delay at all on that account. But Ahithophel, on rejection of his advice, got upon his ass, and rode away to his own country, Gilon. And calling his family together, he told them distinctly what advice he had given Absalom. And since he had not been persuaded by it, he said he would evidently perish, and this in no long time, and that David would overcome him and return to his kingdom again. 
so he said it was better that he should take his own life away with freedom and magnanimity than expose himself to be punished by David, in opposition to whom he had acted entirely for Absalom. When he had discoursed thus to them, he went into the inmost room of his house and hanged himself. And thus was the death of Ahithophel, who was self-condemned. And when his relations had taken him down from the halter, they took care of his funeral. Now as for David, he passed over Jordan, as we have already said, and came to Mahanaim, a very fine and very strong city, and all the chief men of the country received him with great pleasure, both out of the shame they had that he should be forced to flee away from Jerusalem, and out of the respect they bear him while he was in his former prosperity. These were Barzillai, the Gileadite, and Siphar, the ruler among the Ammonites, and Machir, the principal man of Gilead, and these furnished him with plentiful provisions for himself and his followers, insomuch that they wanted no beds nor blankets for them, nor loaves of bread nor wine. Nay, they brought them a great many cattle for slaughter, and afforded them what furniture they wanted for their refreshment when they were weary, and for food, with plenty of other necessities. End of Book 7, Chapter 9 Recording by Nicola Kay.